0: Hour. I'm your host, Polk Runyon, and tonight we present the third in our series of discussions on the Sephirot of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, the eighth Sephirah Hod, which is called the Splendor and is the sphere of the intellect. Hod is considered the sphere of magic because it is the workshop in which astral preforms are created and sent to Yasod for eventual manifestation in Malkuth. It is presided over by the archangel Mikael, some say Raphael, and is operated by the craftsman alchemist gods of various traditions, both Hephaestus, Vulcan, Cain, and our pantheon in our Canaanite pantheon, Kusor and Cassus. It is also the sphere of the Elohim, the gods, and the benai Elohim, the sons of the gods. And so we might say it is strongly pagan. We consider it Kusor's library, laboratory, and workshop. Once again, we will cite Dion Fortune, John Michael Greer, and Gareth Knight, and our own hermetic yoga book. So if you want to get something done magically, Tonight we will visit the place where creativity flourishes. Pod, as, as spelled H O D in English, and as you know, that is uh, just uh, to the uh, to the left side of your sword, and. Uh, And and what I'm I'm going to do to to start off with, I'm going to read what we have to say about odd in the hermetic in our hermetic yoga book. And um, odd, sphere of the intellect, creativity, and science, Mercury. Odd is the sphere attributed to Mercury, and reflects mythological, and astrological mercurial qualities and faults. We try not to operate in the sphere when Mercury is in retrograde. The mythological figure attributed here is Mercury the messenger of the gods, and also various blacksmith and craftsman gods, such as Hephaestus Vulcan, the biblical Tubal Cain, and his Canaanite predecessor, Kusor and Cassus, who was secretly married to Anath, and the father of Shamgar, and also of the military-industrial complex. Kusor built the first boat for the, for the Phoenicians. We consider Kusor to have been the first alchemist, and we picture him as such in our Hod icon. He represents your creative spirit and ingenuity, and when you visit him, he will inspire you to make things or to begin creative artistic projects. Under his inspiration we built a small model of his first first boat in the shape of an ibis with its wings folded along the hull and we use it in advanced pathworkings to fly over the paths we have already walked in previous astral journeys and you can see this on the altar top in our pathworking video with its ibis beak prow aimed toward the soul door in the west Haud is ruled by the Archangel Mikael, and, and he should always be invoked when visiting this sphere. Now, for those of you who want to look at the Pathworking video, uh, which is very good, by the way, and we have a an artistic tableau that shows all of the aspects of uh, the 31st Path leading to Haud and Haud itself
1: uh,
0: in that uh, video, uh but in order to do that you're gonna to have to join the associate member program and uh and sign up and take our lessons and then and then the uh, Pathwork of video is uh you're eligible to get that after you've completed the first four lessons. So, uh a little bit of recruiting here for our for our uh our mystery school. Now, um what's uh Let's consider Hod uh, in relation to the rest of the tree. Now, in order to get this firmly in your mind, we're going to go back to uh, to my colleague and sometimes mentor, Lon Duquette's analogy that he derived from Plato, if you recall. And I think he used this in the Chicken Kabbalah, which is an excellent book, by the way. And uh, the Chicken Kabbalah of Rabbi Lamed Ben Clifford uh, now uh Plato came up with this idea uh of free of forms existing uh in in the uh in the higher higher dimensions Three forms exist for any object that comes to uh, uh, to shape uh, uh, in the Earth and Malkuth, and this was originally Plato's idea, and he used a chair as an example. That there is a, an ideal form of a chair somewhere uh,
1: uh, on the
0: astral before before the chair actually becomes manifest. There's the idea of a chair. Well, uh, based upon this this uh, Platonic analogy. Lon uh, talked about the, the way uh, the chair came, comes about in the Kabbalistic terminology. And he starts off with God up in Kether. And God, you know, the uh, undifferentiated unity of God up in Kether as saying, rest. And then down in Bria, the archangels, uh, they say, mm God wants a chair, and this is how this whole thing percolates down all the way down through the spheres and eventually becomes a real chair in the real world now let's let's using this analogy let's let's go a little further let's let's use a corporate analogy here let's imagine eleven story i say eleven stories because I'm Assuming that you know that there are eleven spheres to the tree at least in the inner order there are, so let's say we have an eleven story building, and at the very top of this building there's a there's a sign on the building that says l and Son's Furniture. okay now at the very top of the uh, of the eleven story building, there's a penthouse, and that's where that's where l goes and he, he he does come down and work in an office in Hesed, and and uh, obviously because you can you, you know the, the God name for Hesed, is also so he does come down and he and he works and he has his office in in, in Hesed, down down in, in Yezira, but but uh, after work he goes up to his penthouse you know up there in the top and and. Uh, and then, he, of course, he has a he has a telephone up there, and a speakerphone. So if he comes up with an idea while he's up in the penthouse, he can communicate the idea. Well, now the next floor down below the penthouse is uh, is where uh, where senior staff uh, has their offices, and they they have uh, Hokmah and the, the, the office of HOKMA and then Bina, and this is senior staff, sort of the, uh, uh, and then we got one. We got one one man. He, he he's in the office in in at Okma, and then we got a woman. She's in the office over in Vina. So so we're we're gender balanced in in in, uh, in senior staff here. So uh, the old man up there at the top, if you want to think of him as an old man, the old man at the top calls down to senior staff. He hasn't come down to work yet, but so he calls down to senior staff, and he says, "I'm thinking about rest." And senior staff. Uh, um, uh Hokmar uh knocks on Bina's door and says, Hey, I think I think the old man wants a chair. So they call down into Yitzhak. they call down to Hassad, Well the old man hasn't gotten down to his office yet, but but Hesed, uh puts it puts it in motion. They buzz, yeah, yeah. The old man wants a chair. Okay, so uh then down we go over to uh to Hasad over to Gaborah, which is the which is the sort of the the action uh, part of, of uh, F it zero, where that's kind of the uh, in, in military terminology, that would be that be S three. That's operations, and so uh, and so it. it uh, Gamora puts it in motion, uh, makes a project out of it, and, and classifies it. Makes a project out of it, and the, and sends it on. Uh, and Gamora sends it on down to Tipperath where where the advertising department and the, and the media department gets together and they figure out what it's you know, how they're gonna promote it, what they're gonna do with it and and uh and then they send it um from there to the Tipperet. Uh they 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 send it
1: uh,
0: uh on down to uh uh down to NetSock which is which is materials and that stock is, is the sphere of nature, of course, and that's materials, and and so well you, you know, we're gonna order so much uh, so much wood we gotta have so much wood and so much upholstery and 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 we're gonna need the you need the tax and the glue and everything that goes into making a chair, and uh, so they got it they got it in, so they got all that in stock and and then they uh, they have that ready to go send it on over to uh, to hod which is the stir we're working on tonight? Now, hod is the engineering department, and hod is the engineering department. They have the drawing boards. Uh, I guess nobody uses drawing boards anymore. They have the CAD CAM computers, and and <laughs> and uh, and they uh, and they also have and in hod. There's not only is there the 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 engineering department with the CAD CAM computers, but there is also a uh a library for reference material there is a laboratory for uh for uh coming up with various chemical solutions and and things like that laboratory and there is a workshop for building prototypes and this is very important so they they actually so they can they can come up with the blueprints and they can come up with the uh with all of the uh necessary chemical substances or whatever and they also they have this uh, the, this the workshop to build the prototypes the machine shop and everything else so they can they can turn out the hardware or whatever so they come up and they build the prototype and they come up with the blueprints so where do they do with them they send it on down because it's the orders come down from the top that we're going to build a chair and they send it down to Esau, over to Esau, and that's where it actually gets manufactured. And what happens to it after it's manufactured, it goes right down the 32nd uh, path and it shows up on the showroom down in Malkuth, where you and I can go and buy it, because you know you and I all have a little bit of God in us, and God wants to share for us, and so, so, uh, so we got to uh, we got the chair there and we can go in and buy. Now, I know this is a kind of a uh kind of a crass analogy but, but it gets it, it kinda gets some of the ideas we want to get across. Because what we have here is a if you can think of this, most of us have seen corporate org charts. I know we used to we used to do them all the time where I I used to work with Andre and I both and so you've kind of got an idea of how this thing breaks down as far as dimensions are concerned because remember this tree is is four dimensions so if you want to think about how it functions you can use this 11-story building analogy and uh, now talking about uh, about a little bit more here um One of the main uh, attributes of HOD, of course, is is Mercury. That's the planetary attribute and the astrological attribute and the mythological attribute. Now, Mercury is a very interesting planet symbolically. And this, this, this you can sort of think about. Mercury has a dark side and it has a hot side that it does not rotate. It, it it has a side that is always facing the sun, and it is hotter than blazes on that side of Mercury, and colder than than the proverbial well. I was going to say witches or other, but I better not do that uh, on on the other side. And now you can, if you're if you're one of the early science fiction writers, you say, "Well, there's a little belt around the middle where where you could just barely manage to survive because that in between the the dark side and the cold side." But no, nah, I don't think so. Uh, uh, but the important thing about this symbolically is this: Mercury has very definitely a, a tremendous duality, and that duality carries through because there's just as much good and light and good and, and creative uh, ideas and all coming out of Mercury. But conversely, there is a great deal of evil and that comes out of Mercury, especially when we look at the, uh, you know, as we mentioned before, the uh, military industrial complex, because uh, this is perfect example of the two sides of mercury, and all of this cleverness and all of this intellect uh, goes into making uh, making weapons of destruction and weapons of mass destruction, and
1: uh, and
0: and creating things like you know, modified uh, modified food and and uh, and all of these scientific. What we what we what we did, what originally thought were scientific miracles that have turned out to be not not really uh, so much good for us. This is this sort of thing is all mercurial, and so mercury is the sphere of science and the sphere of of uh, of ingenuity, creativity, inventiveness, and uh, yet it has that 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 dark side. The, the, uh, the and the the archetypal villain of Mercury would be the mad scientist, you know. It's alive! It's oh, it's alive! Or oh, yeah. you know, the the typical mad scientist with the steampunk goggles and the and the Tesla coils uh, crackling in the background. That's that's the uh, that's the evil archetype of of, of, of Mercury. Now. Um, Another aspect of Mercury, which we mentioned uh, just uh, when as we started here, uh, is the uh, the pagan aspect of Mercury, and this is one that, by the way, Dion Fortune uh, uh, spends a lot of time in her book on uh, the mystical gomala, She spends a lot of time philosophizing about this, uh, and uh, Gareth Knight, who knew her very well, and 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 uh, draws upon her. He simplifies a lot of her, her uh philosophical and psychological meanderings and in his practical guide to cabalistic symbolism. But uh and but all of them Deon Fortune, uh Garrett Knight and, and John Michael Greer, they all agree that Mercury is the sphere of the gods. And this is very, very important and especially important to magic. Because in magic, as I'm sure you have all learned by now, although we may be we may be nominally Christian, uh and we may be nominally Jewish and we may be nominally uh you know, like the Buddhists are nominally Buddhists, but but uh, Tibetan Buddhists, but we have uh our work is done through uh through lesser through lesser deities and entities angels gods uh goddesses um elementals and uh and sometimes even demons well yeah you know if you got a whip and a chair to handle them but uh so this this is really hard is is the is the realm of of the um of the pagan pantheons, and it's um the unfortunate goes into a great deal amount of, of psychological meandering about this, but I want to I want to read you what uh, what Gareth Knight has to say about it here, so you can get uh, a little more of a take on it. Um, he says, "Thus it is that man anthropomorphizes his gods. The diverse aspects of God have their sphere of action in the lesser worlds of the Sephiroth stock but netzach is a force, not a form sephirah. Therefore, the forces of nature and the internal forces of man are given picture images, and these images are formed in the sephirah hod. It matters not whether the forms be gross or naive, one such as the image of God the Father is an old man with a patriarchal beard and robes, or whether it be highly symbolic and subtle, such as the representation of the same concept as a point within a circle, or the smooth point, an image, is used, Uh, and all metal images are formed under the lower cohering principle of Hod. So, all the God forms belong to Hod, just as all the God forces belong to uh to Net Sock. Um that's why I say in the in in the in the corporate uh building analogy, you know we got all the materials so we got all the wood for the chair and all the fabric and all the and all the packs and all the glue they're all over in that sock, but we're gonna send them over to Hod and and how uh, we're gonna put the chair together. Um now a skeptic may object that all forms are reflected images of the physical world, and so in the unlikely event of a skeptical materialist being a capitalist, he would no he would no doubt insist that all forms belong to Malkuth. Given the materialists' premises, this would be correct. But the Kabbalah is based implicitly on an idealist philosophy and holds that forms are first conceived on the inner levels and subsequently concrete into into other forms, uh, this is no place to go into. He says an analysis of the main watershed of philosophical speculation. So he's uh, he's avoiding anything further on that. But what he basically, what what Grant, what what uh, um, um, Gareth Knight started to call him Kenneth Grant, I better not do that. Um, uh, what Gareth Knight's getting at here is that. Um, forms forms are higher in forms of beauty Plotinus by the way went went into that quite a bit into the nature the nature of of beauty and one thing that that I learned from Plotinus and also from this speculation about these forms is that works of art beautiful sculptures, beautiful paintings, works of art. Are if they are preserved and they should be, have a permanence to them because, and they they they, they don't fade away just because the paint has dried, and and the and the, uh, and the sculpture is finished and all of that. That doesn't mean that decay is necessarily setting in. It may, but but if it's preserved, what happens here is that it lives on, and the reason why it does is because it lives on in, in the appreciation of everyone who sees it. Now, this is a concept in aesthetics that not, not, I, I hope I can get across. I, I know aesthetics is something that, that uh, there's a whole school of thought called aesthetics. In fact, there's a whole academic school called aesthetics. And I remember Fred Adams was, fascinated by by aesthetics, and and, uh, and I never was able to grasp some of their concepts, but this is a concept I do grasp, and it is in the realm of aesthetics. So consequently, a beautiful piece of artwork has a permanent life, as long as it survives. It it has a permanent life, because every time we look at it, we are inspired, and it lives it lives, and it lives as a preform because this is the way art and beauty are created from previous art and beauty as a model. And uh, we're just mentioning uh, 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 this. Uh, I'm just mentioning this uh, um, film that we're going to watch uh, tonight. This uh, Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath, which is a uh, uh a film based on Lovecraft's dream cycle stories. Uh primarily artwork. And I noticed when I when I saw the cover of this that this artist uh I better mention his name if I'm gonna if I'm gonna talk about this. Um uh, this artist uh 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 let's see his name is um let's see, Jason Thompson. He's also got a graphic novel on the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath, and his style his style is is inspired by the same illustrator that illustrated Lord Dunsany's stories. And of course, Dream Quest from Unknown Kadath is very much influenced by Lord Dunsany. And and uh, uh, this this artist uh, uh, Thompson has has Replicated uh, Sidney Syme, the illustrator of Dunsany's fantasies, has, has replicated the style. And he's replicated it beautifully, at least from what I can see from that jacket on this. And this is what I'm trying to get at about how art lives. Art and sculpt- beautiful art and beautiful sculpture has a permanence because every time somebody sees it, they internalize it and then it influences them and it has a life. And so then it, in turn, reflects on the higher world and the higher worlds uh you know are are part of it because we have all these dimensions within us. the tree of life is also the is also the human the human uh, uh god person the the Adam Cadman you are the tree of life, and that's why uh those those works of art. That exist in Malkuth can can also uh, uh, influence the higher planes, and then and then on down again, and 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 perpetuate it. And uh, I think that this, if if this is if this is understood by artists, I think that this is an inspiring concept. And and uh, if I don't get anything else across in the discussion of HOD, if I manage to get that across, I'll I'll be satisfied. Now. Um, Another thing about uh, this business of the gods, the sphere of the gods. Hermes Trismegistus said, uh, The gods of the zodiac are eternal, but man creates the gods of the earth sphere. And the Fortune goes into great lengths psychologically and, and, and mythologically to try to, to try to sort of explain this. Although one of the things I I that disappoints me about Dion Fortune is uh she uses so many Jungian ideas and so many Jungian so much Jungian terminology but but she just doesn't like to mention Carl Jung at all. And that uh that is kind of disturbing. But um uh, uh the uh, what what we're trying to say here is and what Dion Fortune and 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 uh and uh Knight and to some extent, uh, John Michael Greer is saying is that uh, yeah, we create we 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 do we do create the gods, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, has quite a long uh, the, the, uh, piece in her article where she where she talks about how um, how we we create these gods, and then later on they can be revived. Now this is like, in a way, you know, like we talked about the other night about the the little girl that goes out in the woods and, and 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 finds the fairy sitting there on the toadstool crying, and and she says, "Well, why are you crying, little fairy?" And she says, "Nobody believes in me anymore." And the little girl says, "Well, I do." And and so the fairy, you know, brightens up and says, "Well, as long as as long as one little girl believes in this, we'll we'll we'll, we'll still be here," you know, but. We can, you know, and, and we can bring these. Even though these these fairies may be long dead, we can bring them back to life. We can bring them back to life by by believing in them and being fascinated by them. And um, and uh, good old J.R.R. Tolkien, he sure did a good job uh, helping helping out on that, bringing bringing all the fairies and the and the elves and everybody back to life. That's um, the same thing with the, with the pagan pantheons we can uh we have we can and we have bringing these ancient pagan gods back to life because all you have to do is, is dust them off and uh maybe wipe the dust off of them and and uh and uh touch up the touch up the cracks in the plaster and and, and uh and and, and and sure enough they will uh, they will come back to life and they will they will exhibit as much life as you put into them now this, of course, in the East, uh, in India, they call this Bhakti Yoga. This is the Yoga of Worship, and we we say constantly, over and over and over again, no, we don't worship the pagan gods. We don't worship them. Yes, but we don't worship them. But you can personally, you can personally worship them, and and actually by doing this, you can bring them to life, and 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 you can you can. Not only can you bring them to life for yourself, but if you believe in the concepts the collective unconscious, and the universal consciousness you can you can help that 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 archetype you can help bring that archetype to life and and they will have more and more and more power and this is one of this is one of the powers of magic, and uh so the heart is the place where this where this goes on. And and if you don't think this is Kabbalistic, well you're wrong because um if you notice in Hod the order of the angels in the spirit of Hod is the Benai Elohim, the sons of God. And and uh uh John Michael Greer goes into a nice um discussion about the 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 word Elohim and what it actually means and he breaks it down letter by letter but Elohim is a very curious word it's 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 basically it's feminine but it's also plural it's a masculine plural on a feminine word so it's translated and the 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 best translation of Elohim is God's stroke goddesses and you know we we are working right now uh uh Commander Solomon and I are working on the uh, on the uh, uh the article for the next uh, yoga next volume of the yoga book called Jesus Christ pagan priest king and and we're making a quite a case in that article and in fact the whole article stems from it the difference between el and jehovah and uh, and this is uh, tremendously important at Hod because Hod is where uh is where the Elohists really hold down the and what i mean by the Elohists is is the original the original vegetarian uh um uh, gods of genesis uh the lesser the the, the lesser gods below below L. El is the father God, and 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 he and, and he uh, his his wife, Lady Asherah of the Sea, the two of them ruled together, and in Genesis, um, they they were the ones that actually created created man and 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 woman, and uh, and they and they their sons. Were where the, uh, the the uh, the 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 sons of God, which are also considered to be the fallen angels, and uh, there's a, there's there's quite a bit of of, of very very interesting um material in the Bible. And, and in the King James, not just not just the apocryphal works, but also in the King James there's a lot of this material in there. And uh uh, <laughs> uh about six months ago I had a business meeting at Musso and Frank's in Hollywood, a uh, luncheon meeting. And I was late for the meeting because there was a riot outside Noah. The, the the film Noah was showing and the, and the fundamental Christians were out there rioting against Noah and made me late for my meeting in Musa and Frank's, but, but, uh, felt gone. I mean, <laughs> that, that film, Noah, that, that that's in a lot of ways, very, very accurate. One of the things that was not accurate is the tubal cane was, was, uh, was not, not, not the villain that they made him out to be in the, in the movie. Um, he was one of the good guys one of them uh, um, let me just read this last uh um this last um uh, thing that uh that Gareth Knight has to say about the um if i can find it here um hmm, about the the little well, the fallen angels Now, here it is. As a last consideration, there is an interesting tradition which says that the Beni Elohim, the sons of God, are sons and daughters of other spheres who came down to earth in very early times and mated with humans, producing a race of wisdom, the like of which has never been seen since. The mating and the offspring though wholly at first degenerated into evil beings of great power, who in the end had to be destroyed. This fact is said to lie behind many strange legends of all races, and the fact that these beings were androgynous and could use either sex at will is no doubt the foundation of such legends as that of Sodom and Gomorrah. The magical image of Hod is, of course, the hermaphrodite, and the tracing though uh, though, uh, though of such correlations, is often very strange. And the magical alphabet of symbols is a pursuit of great interest and fascination. Though, as with all fascinating pursuits, particularly esoteric ones, it is well not to let this one's enthusiasm go too unleashed, for there is a very treacherous and shifting boundary between the virtue and the vice of law and truth and falsity." yeah very interesting because um uh the um, the fallen angels as as many of you know been listening to our broadcast the fallen angels are actually in many ways analogous to us ourselves we are in many ways the fallen angels and the fallen angels they they, they when we say they lusted when the Bible says they lusted after the daughters of men. No, they didn't lust after the daughters of men because the daughters of men were not all if you're if you're godlike the daughters of men were not that attractive. Uh and of course, as you know, later on, the, when the fallen angels came down, they taught the they taught the daughters of men how to how to put on lipstick and eyeshadow, and <laughs> because they really were not as comely as as the Bible said they were until they until they taught them how to fix themselves up. And so, uh, but uh, the 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 point that I'm, I'm making here is that they didn't lust after the daughters of men. What they lusted after. Was the adventure of the flesh, the adventure, the challenge, the the adventure of living. This is something that that this corporate beings don't have, and this is why Malkuth, the kingdom, is so important, and why we mentioned this before. This is where, Malkuth is where things get done. Malkuth is where you come to life. You know. When, when you're when you're dead, you can you can do a lot of thinking, a lot of contemplating, a lot of ruminating, and you can think about well, I'm not going to make that mistake again. And then of course you go right back and do it again. But but you know, uh, but the kingdom is important because it's where it gets done. It's it's where you play the game, and they wanted to play the game. But the problem is if you play the game too hard, if you if you eat if you if you get uh you know, if you if you if you dissipate yourself and you and you get you get gluttonous, you get fat and and, and uh and uh and you get sick and, and, and so all of the various things that are so much fun to do have a dark side and the more you get fascinated with uh um the idea of how many toys you can collect and how much, how much uh, sex you can indulge in and how much power you can acquire, they, you, you, there's, a, there's a devolvement here. You're you're moving away from the spirit, and this is what's meant by the by the, the fallen angels, uh, and this is why we are analogous to the fallen angels, and one of our inner secrets is is that you can say is not only can we say you are God, but you're also a fallen angel, you know, and uh, and that's one of the things that you should be aware of in hod is this, um, you know, this uh, the, the 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 creativity of the fallen angels. This creativity has to be tempered with mercy and compassion, and 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 uh, and it should be it should be turned toward the side of the light. Um and you should in 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 and you'll certainly, especially as you get older, you'll certainly find that uh that the the more you, you the more you you move toward the light, the healthier you are. And the uh and the more you the more you will actually learn to enjoy life. Um <laughs> I'm reminded of this uh cartoon, uh as a cartoon in in uh Runs of the Sunday Funnies, uh um uh, um with uh Jeremy, the teenager. And uh and he's uh Jeremy is out uh, and out on the uh, on the patio and his folks are his folks which are you know they're they're in their they're 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 in their forties and fifties. They're out they're out at the barbecue and they're 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 cooking hamburgers and they're and they're having this barbecue picnic out there, and and Dad's got his arm around Mom, and he and he looks over at Jeremy, and he says, and he says, it doesn't get any better than this. And Jeremy suddenly jumps up and screams, "What?" You know. And I thought, when I looked at them, when I saw that, I thought, I'm going to cut this out and save it because this really is, this is. Quite frankly, um, this tells it all. If you could just somehow or other, when I was a kid, I thought the same way. I, I felt the same way. I mean, middle class America enjoying enjoying uh, a barbecue in the backyard. Uh, this that, 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 it, 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 this can't be all all that it's all about. It this, can't, but when you think about it. Here's the family together doing doing it the family together having a picnic in the back a barbecue in the backyard. you know really, when you get right down to it, that is what it's all about. It doesn't get any better than that that's that's it' really the truth but jeremy he's the teenager and he doesn't see that at all he he can't see that and and uh so we we have to learn to uh, you know to, to appreciate the Appreciate the, the the simple things of life and fellow good fellowship and and uh, and all and and move toward the light. I know that sounds a little preachy, but uh, uh, now in our uh, path working to uh, to hard, which some of you have taken, especially those of you who have the uh, the DVD. Uh, and in our path working to Hod, we come up the thirty first we walk the thirty first uh, path, that's the path of Sheen, through the desert of fire and on uh, on up through the Valley of the Bones and then uh through the city of the tombs and uh, and then we approach when we finally get to Hod, and this is one thing we do in our path workings by the way that other other people sometimes don't do. We actually Take you to the sphere and give you the experience of the spirit along with the path, because that's what the path is it goes to the sphere so so why not do that so when we get to this uh when we get to the to the, to this, uh the, the great library, it's on top of a huge mesa and and uh and there's a scale a bronze scale that comes down, that's the only way to get up uh and on this scale uh you have to. You have to get on on one of the the, the one of the plates of the scale, uh, and if you get on one of the plates of the scale, and you manifest your 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 the side of your opposite sex, your anema or your anemus, depending upon where your gender, uh, and and balance those scales by manifesting your 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 other side, and this goes right along with the idea of mercury, you know, of the of the, of the hermaphrodite. Actually this, the hermaphrodite is a symbol in Mercury. It's not a it's not a symbol of, of a transsexual or anything like that. That's not what's what it's meant by it. It's meant by the this the symbol the symbolism of the mercurial hermaphrodite is the two genders that are in all of us. Because one of the thing one of the things you have to learn to do in magic and this of course is under the influence of Carl Jung. Uh, one of the things you have to do is you have to you have to realize the side of you that is that has the attributes of the opposite sex. Now, Jung referred to these as the animus for the man and the and the for the woman. There's a lot of psychological projection that goes on between the two and uh and whatever. But um because you know when you have, when you get a a terrible crush on somebody back when you were younger you got, we we're gonna we've all had this experience when at a certain age, usually a teenage uh, experience, where we get madly in love with, with uh some some girl or some boy, and just madly in love with them and what we're doing when we do that is we're falling we're projecting our anema or our anema onto this other person. And if they are clever enough and um I think uh I think young girls take courses sometimes in doing this and how to and how how to how to let him reflect uh how to uh, let me reflect his his uh, anema back onto him because uh, if the girl is or the boy is clever enough to, to uh to play along with that projection then you can really really go head over heels
1: uh,
0: in love with them and and it's very very hard to to realize uh you don't you you and you suffer from this infatuation until something finally finally gets you something finally gets you to realize that this this is not your anema or your an this is not your your anema or your anemist this is another human being and and uh uh, that's uh, something you need to learn to do. That's part of part of indiv- the process of individuation. Anyway, when you can balance it, then the scales will will let you go up to the top of the library. And in the library, what we have in our path working, in the library, we have all the books and all the scrolls and all the and all the uh, the clay tablets and everything that ever been written, and and uh, it's all there in, in in a language you can read. And uh, But right in the center is a great big well, because Mercury is a water temple. And right in the center is a big well, and over the top of the well hangs an armillary sphere, a, 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 a clockwork armillary sphere of the whole universe, or at least our universe, our solar system. And that's reflected down in the well. And you can look down in the well, that's the well of truth. And you can look down in the well, and you can see the solar system and the universe reflected in that in that well um and uh and that uh and you can see the past and the future in that well in a general sense uh, now in our uh in our path working, we have uh, down in the basement you can hear the uh you can hear the tesla coils crackling and you can hear you can smell the ozone from the alchemical laboratory and you smell the the chemicals and uh and down there is where Crusoer has his uh has his alchemical workshop and uh so that's 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 our version of haunt and you can discuss the the tiers of the library are held by held up by great heads uh you know, these great attenuated uh head sculptures of of the great philosophers uh of uh, this age and earlier ages, and you can go to these 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 heads, and you can and you can discuss with them. You can you can have discussions with them. So this is the way we represent the uh, uh, the sphere of Hahn. If you go there on, on a pathway, and you can get information, uh, you know, about yourself and, and, and information about things. It's. Uh, um, Kind of our version of Google <laughs> and and, and or Wikipedia. So, uh, but uh, the, the the difference between uh, us between our our, our version of Hod and Wikipedia and Google is that this, if you remember, Socrates said, we don't learn anything. We just we just remember. Well, going along with that. There is so much information buried in your memory, in the deepest parts of your memory. You have no idea how much, how much pretty valuable information about yourself and about about the world in general is buried way down in your in the deepest regions of your subconscious. And uh, once you start accessing it and our and our path workers are a very good way to do that. Once you start accessing this this remembered information, you're going to be amazed at what at what it is that you already know. And uh, now um odd. As I said, is the sphere of, of creativity. This is where the plans are made, and this is where the prototypes are created. Every time I go, and you can do this, and in, in, you don't have to just do this in a path working. Uh, you can do this in your yoga. If you, you can go uh, when you when you go up to Hod, you can go. You can go in in the sphere, and uh, and talk to Kusar. Every time I every time I go in there, he's got a bunch of projects that he wants me to do. And I'm overdue on some of them. And I, and, and I almost kind of want to skip on it sometimes because I know I'm going to, the first thing he's going to say when I get, when I get in the workshop is, is well, what are you doing on this? When are you going to do this? He bugged me. He bugged me for, for a year. Yet my signet ring finally made. And, uh, and I finally, finally did it. So he, but he's got a couple of other projects that, that he wants me to do that I am behind on. And, um, can but he will come up with some fantastically good ideas and uh, and then then as you go higher up that uh, you go higher up you, you may uh, uh you may run into entities that, that will say oh you know that isn't that important you got something else to do and uh, so you have a you have a whole uh, these these um, these gods which all Actually, all of their work kind of manifests; it ends up manifesting down at Hawaii But um, this, that, which is the, the workshop of the uh, the zero or the astral plane. So, uh, I think that uh, that at least gives you an idea of what the sphere is like and uh, and what we can do with it. And uh, now, next week, next week, if we are fortunate we'll have uh Karim Okusa calling in and talking about uh, his his books, That's Jesus the Phoenician, and the Phoenician Code and and uh uh Pythagoras the Mathem- mathematician. uh but I don't know because cause he because Sim's in town he hasn't he hasn't checked in with me yet, so I'm not sure he's gonna call in and if he doesn't we will we'll do net sock we'll go over to the sphere of nature where where astarte lives and uh and where all the materials are uh, nature put together and we'll uh we'll we'll do net sock and uh and uh that will be uh you know uh uh, always uh, always a beautiful beautiful place being in the sphere of nature so until then uh good magic and uh we'll see you next week bye bye